everybody, and welcome back to another Next Lander podcast. Here we are. The week is short. The games are medium length. The nights Some are long. The nights are long. Alex Navarro, welcome to this. Thank you. End now, of November. I'm enjoying this New Jersey transition from fall to winter, which is a lot like the New York one, but there's more leaves everywhere. The the leaves are everywhere. They're everywhere, man. All the all the leaves are brown. Well, some of them are. Yeah, but they're all very wet and on the ground. Welcome to the Raking Podcast yeah. again. Yeah, rake, rake we're bringing it to the main podcast now. <laughs> Leaf talk, baby. Let's go. Brad Shoemaker, how is how are the seasons by you? The nights are <clears throat> the nights are long. I'm just I'm ready for some hot Thanksgiving nights. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, okay. It's about to, this Thanksgiving is about to get steamy. Ooh, oh, I'm just nope. like, I'm, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is not fully formed. I'm over here trying to workshop some sort of Thanksgiving sex comedy in my head or something. Has anybody done that yet? Uh, sex comedy, like a rom com or sex yes. comedy, like American American pie style kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, more I'm more of American. I was you know like American Pie, but with a turkey. Isn't this, isn't somebody like a bone and a turkey in an American Pie? Probably. I don't know. That might have been a later sequel. Probably. Somebody's put their junk in, an, in, a, in a turkey before. There must right? have been at least That's one. That's not just me. That's uh-huh. <laughs> not the kind of stuffing I'm looking for, Vinny Caravella. Oh, boom. Boom. There must, there must have been at least one direct video American Pie, right? I think there were several, in fact, and many of them involved Stifler, if I remember correctly. I don't really know. Um, What's Stifler up to? I don't know, getting paid? I hope so. Getting paid to show up in direct video sequels? Is Stifler okay? Is Stifler canceled? Does Stifler show up on January 6th? As far as I know, Sean William Scott (laughs) is fine. He's he's all right, as far as I know. Remember when I said, hey, they must have done at least one direct video American Pie? Uh Uh-huh. What if I told you there there was an entire spinoff series of American Pie direct video movies, and the most recent one only came out three years ago? Alex, can we can we put these on the docket for the watchcast? American Pie, no two months. No, uh, I'm actually you. vetoing that because America. there is no good American Pie past the first movie. So I don't really mm. want to subject myself to that. There were four of those, and then they and then they started the American Pie Presents series. I oh, think that's where like the with, Band Camp movie with, yes, is such, and that stuff. Yeah, s- such uh, entries as American Pie Presents Band Camp. Yeah, the, the Naked Mile. Uh huh. Beta House. Uh huh. Okay. Girls rules. I just realized okay. what it is. They just national lampoon. Lampooned, tried to lampoon national lampoon yeah. this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, they, they shouldn't have done that. There's like probably not three good national lampoon. Oh no! Movies. Oh no! Yeah. Danny Danny Trejo is in the most recent one. Oh, it's sure. fine. Danny Danny uh, loves to get paid, and I have sure. nothing but respect for the hustle. Sure. Danny Trejo uh, didn't he have like a his own series at some point, like his own uh, machete, his own wasn't it? Well, no, machete, was, was that movie, like a mock, a mock thing? They made two of those machete movies. The first one's all right. Um, it, uh, but yeah, they they didn't do much with it beyond that, as far as I remember. Okay. Uh, Danny's always I, showing. And Danny works a lot. Is the thing. <laughs> Danny Trejo gets a lot of work. He, I don't know if you if, do. You remember? Uh, I believe he was in. What is it? The crime? Was he in Crime Boss? Rock Hay City? Oh, I think oh. so. Was he one of the many character actors they pulled in for that one? Because I'm pretty sure he was. If he was not, then he should have been. Right? I think he was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Brad, God. you're laughing. We should move on. I randomly clicked one of those direct video ones and under plot. You want me to just read you the first sentence? Yeah, please sentence? do. Yeah. 
like literally the first sentence under plot on this Wikipedia page. In East Great Falls, Michigan, high schooler Rob masturbates with a peanut butter sandwich. Okay, is that they're the really, first? Uh, you really can make that a ninety-minute movie out of that. They're really just playing the hits over there. Yeah. Can you read the first sentence of another one just so I can have a frame of reference? I need a I need a relative bar. Okay, that was the Book of Love. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Beta House. Uh-huh. Uh, after his girlfriend Tracy breaks up with him, Eric Stifler uh-huh. and his friend Coos arrive at the University of Michigan as freshmen. Okay, that's like your standard setup for, yeah. for anything. The thing, the thing you need to understand here is that these movies are to people who were teenagers in the late 90s. What those direct to video, direct to streaming, Steven Seagal fucking standing on a cover, looking grim, like grimacing and bloated with a fucking you know various kinds of assault rifles slung, slung over him on the cover, like those those like shitty military fucking boomer shooter movies. Uh huh. That's what they are to people who grew up in the eighties. Like that, it, it's the same. Like you remember that guy? You remember uh-huh. a brand? And if you see that when you were flipping through Netflix, you're like, oh, that sounds all right. Oh man! And your critical thinking just shuts off. You want me to want me to give you one more? Oh yeah, please, sure. yes, yes. Okay, this is Bandcamp. Okay, I w- which is I think a movie I may have seen, or at least I saw the trailer. It for had Allison Hannigan in it. I remember yeah. seeing the box for it. Yeah, uh, Matt Stifler, the younger brother of Steve Stifler, uh huh, is eager to enter a family business of making pornographic films to prove his Stiffmeister behavior to his older brother Steve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say gotta, you can't make those anymore, but apparently they still are. You got to prove yeah. your Stiffmeister. Also, I want to point out Matt Stifler, Steve Stifler, the other one had Eric Stifler. There's a whole family of Stiflers that has been established here. Oh, it's yeah. kind of amazing that that's the kind of breakaway character, the uh, Stifler. Or, I mean, it's or the one they could get back. Yeah. They, it's that and it's also I mean, look, other than than Stifler and, and Allison Hannigan's band camp character, I don't think the other people really matter in those movies if I'm completely honest. I can't remember. I'd have to look and see who the other characters are from American Pie. Um, what's the plot of American Pie? Just is it like coming of age? Yeah, four dudes okay. are horny. That's it. Okay. That's the movie. <laughs> yep, four high okay. school dudes are horny. They get they get off in various ways, including okay. fucking a pie. Is it like mm, and Eugene Levy start, is there? Yes. Start. I started to say it was almost like a modern Porky's, but I don't think it's quite that. Um, it's not as um, vile as some not of those quite, like quite 80s comedies were. Yeah. Like, it's horny, like- but it's not as, like, mean-spirited horny as some of those, like, early 80s ones yeah. could be. Yeah. Uh, not a meatballs, let's say. No, it's not a meatballs. It's not any of that. Did, are those movies being made anymore? Those, what, like, meatballs? Kind of- no, like the American Pie to me. No, they, like a, he told you they just made one like three no, years ago. No, like I don't mean because somebody has like to do some tax write-offs or uh-huh. you know. I I mean I don't like, think this is like the Hellraiser situation. I don't think they're just churning out sequels to keep a license. That's not what's happening. You there. sure? Yeah. You sure? No, I think like, I think enough people click on those on random Netflix and like Amazon <laughs> Prime watches that it's just it just makes them enough money to keep doing it. Like people who are like just sitting at home being like I. Have this subscription to this Netflix, Hulu, whatever it's on, and I have just run through everything. Yeah. And again, you see a brand that you recognize from a period of time when you were watching those movies, and you're like, oh, American Pie. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. And then you click on it, and you're like, what the fuck is this? 
You also see an actor you'd recognize, because I can tell you that Eugene Levy has been in all of them except the most recent one. God oh, so, damn it, get paid, Eugene So he's Levy. like Michael Gross in the Tremors sequels? He's the one sure. guy who keeps showing back up? <laughs> he was in eight straight American Pie movies. Wow! Wow. I mean, look, this is before Shit's Creek, so, you know, he was still... He still needed to fucking make that money, you know? He did not have that Shit's Creek money then. Is that show still on? No, they just wrapped it, I think, a couple years okay. ago. Uh, I could see, I could see a situation in which like, like Frank is over my house. We all know Frank. Frank's over my house and we're sitting there and we're like, I don't know. <laughs> There's this American Pie 7 on. Should we just watch, watch that? But it's not no. on. That's the point. It's nothing or, is ever sorry. on. It's only it's, on. It's available, but it is never on because nobody is just watching TV anymore unless you're my parents or me. It's only on if you make it on. Yeah. There's probably a good go to your friend's house when they're in the bathroom or something and log into their Netflix and click on a couple of American Pies to just fuck up their recommendation engine. Yep. So that every time. Every, every American time. Pie sequel and every single movie Steven Seagal made after 2011. <laughs> that is that like, is what I am doing to your algorithm. To just like go in there and just be like, I every time I, I don't get any good movies anymore. It's just always recommending American Pie to me and bad Chuck Norris movies. I don't get it. A puffy Steven Seagal is constantly staring at me from these various movie posters. What is happening? Oh, man. Uh, they don't make those anymore, right? Steven Seagal is done. No. He's not like, no, he still uh, makes movies. Dude, that guy what? still makes like three movies in Cyprus every year. Is that right? Yeah. They're garbage. I mean, he's got to be like 65, 70 now, right? I mean, he's in his 60s, I think. And let me be clear. Steven Seagal was never great. <laughs> there were some movies of his that are fairly passable and one I would call good. But everything he has made since then has just been him showing up, sometimes not even for the full movie, and occasionally and, and basically just mumbling his way through lines. And whenever there is a fight scene... You can practically hear him wheezing while he is going through his moves. Like he had, he hasn't had it for a long time, and uh, he extra doesn't have it now. What's the one that he was in with Mike Tyson? Uh, China Salesman. Why do I know that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How is that a title? It's it's a Chinese co-production. <laughs> uh, do you think so? Is Under Siege the one that is like that's the one I think is legitimately good? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The sequel uh, is also pretty good, and I have a certain affinity for stuff like Above the Law, even though it is not necessarily a good movie. It is an entertaining one. Uh, so, hard, like, hard, hard Target, one of his? Or is no, that, that's Van no, that's Van Damme. That's Van yeah. Damme. Do you, do you think there is a path where like he and Van Damme were on the same plane, and then there was a divergence? Or do you feel like they, Van Damme was always in a different spot? <sighs> Here's the thing. Van Damme, for all his grandioseness and ego never took himself the level of serious that Steven Seagal did. His movies were usually more fun and stupid than anything Steven Seagal tended to be. And Seagal's self-seriousness is one of the most unearned things in all of film. Okay. Everyone says he is a gigantic shithead prima donna and also nowhere <laughs> near as good a martial artist as he has ever made himself out to be. Okay. So. Okay. And Van Damme, look, whatever you want to say about the guy. He can do those splits. You see yeah. him do it. He does it. The man can kick. Yeah. He, he can kick. He can kick. To, to borrow a phrase, I don't know if somebody pummeled his groin, but he could, uh, He can kick. I think that groin came out pre-pummeled. <laughs> we may never know.
that's a that's a reference back if you haven't been watching our ninja uh, uh ninja, ninja explosion yeah happening over on the Watchcast. you can go uh check out some high kicks new Lock york kicking. ninja where we talk about a man pummeling another man's groin for at least a solid minute i got that leg up and that's not even that's in the up. movie Folks, we are in the the part of the season of video games, kind of uncharted territory, uncharted territory, uh, kind of uncharted territory because November usually a very packed season, but uh, we've been doing some cleanup here, I feel like, on the video yeah. game front, picking up things, which is great. I've got a lot of things on my, my list to tick off, so uh, we're just going to kind of bebop our way through stuff we've been playing here. Uh, I'm going to start first with some DLC that came out for a game I love. Dredge. Ah, yes, Dredge. Ah, the Dredge. One of the fun surprises of this year. Uh, that game came out last year? It's the last year game. Is that a last year game? I thought that came out like at the very beginning of this one. I feel like uh, we had this exact conversation, I but I had the exact, exact opposite thought. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that was wait. this year. That was, a March? was this year. Is that a March game? It was pretty early in the year. I remember that. Uh, yes, March. Okay. Uh, Dredge, the Pale Reach, is a $6 bit of additional content for Dredge. It is uh, accomplishable, finishable, let's say, in a few hours. It is not extremely deep. But I was very happy to get back into Dredge and also to remember what the hell was going on in Dredge. It is uh, a side. It opens up a new continent. Basically, it's an ice. Uh, the Pale Reach is mm. a, basically an ice uh, portion of, of the world there. Uh, you get some new fish, you get some new gear. If you are mid-game in there, it's probably a lot more useful because you come out of that with some some nicer items or at least one pretty good uh, fishing item. But I was end-game. I pretty much had anything, everything I needed anyway. So um, it was pretty easy to just fly through. I had a ton of money. I had a ton of um, upgrades and fishing options. It wasn't very hard, but... I just like the world of Dredge. I like the playing Dredge. One of the better vibes-based games of this year, for sure. Like, it, it nails the thing that it is going for. Yeah, and there's some more, like, old old horror or old god horror in Yeah, this. there's a little bit of a cosmic horror element to it, for sure. Yeah, so it, you, it's... You like uh, that Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... The, why, why is this fisherman going and exploring this stuff? It's not really... Because it's there. Because it's there! Yeah, because, it's because it wouldn't can, be a video game if you didn't. And because you get a sick uh, trawling net yeah. at the end. Uh, so you, if you like to dredge, heads up, I didn't even, uh, I knew it because we do our Planorama every month, but it looks like this one was flying under the radar. For six bucks, the Pale Reach is pretty good time again. A couple of hours. Uh, I, I beat it in one sitting. Between this and uh, Dave the Diver this year, do you think this year's video games represent a yearning to return to the, the life of the sea? Hmm. No matter how dark and mysterious and horrifying it might be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Dave the Diver wasn't really that. That was a, that was a much more upbeat game, but still. I kind of, I still need to play. I don't know how, uh, I, it seems upbeat, but maybe it's dark. I don't know, man. You see how much fish murder occurs in that game? You were I mean, m- that's. Machine gunning down. That's the life of the seaman, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mm-hmm. know the life of a seaman. Yeah. Uh. No, not seaman, seaman. Uh, I I really dig Dredge. I'm glad there was more content for it. Uh, people should pick it up if they like Dredge. That game is, I think, available everywhere, and so is the DLC. And again, six dollars mm-hmm. for that one. Uh, another one here that um, uh, we touched on, kind of got a little uh, start to was Cyberpunk 2077. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. 
Brad, you started on your own a little bit. Uh, we started with our Cyberthon 2023 series. 24. We, 24. You, 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 you preemptively realized we were probably going to be playing that well into 2024, and that was the yes. right move. Maybe 2025, even. Yeah. Uh, we are doing a. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to commit to a full playthrough yes, you are. yet, but yes, uh, you are. I'm committing to a full playthrough here. We're doing see, it. See you guys in about seven months mm -hmm. of uh, uh, Cyberpunk. If I had to play through all of Mass Effect Andromeda, you have to play through mm -hmm. all of Cyberpunk. I think that's well, a fair not, trade. It's not a bad thing, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I, like I, no, I had fun with that first stream, honestly. So I was. I checked my save before we started. I was about 10 hours into Cyberpunk, or at least had 10 hours on the clock. Uh, and don't ask me to recall much of anything. Though I did remember a bit, we started and I pick the Corpo backstory. Oh no. Yeah. For for the stream you did? Yeah. Well, so did I. You're a Corpo? I was, when I when I went to make my character, I was like, I don't know what they picked on stream. Uh -huh. I'm going to pick the thing that I think most people would not pick. That's what I picked for the stream. Well, well so here's crap. the thing. Apparently the Corpo is the most interesting background of the three. Huh. At least that's what everyone in chat was saying. So I, I like I've fiddled with that game in the past just to like mess with the ray tracing and stuff, and I had played the Street Kid one. Yeah, then. I played the Nomad the first time I played. Same here. I, I did not realize you get a totally different intro based on your origin. Like I, the whole setting and everything is like you start in some grungy dive bar as the Street Kid, but the Corpo yeah. is up in some tower, and the Nomad yeah. is out in the desert. Yeah, I, I assume the stories converge relatively quickly. Yeah, like they can't. It's that, that first different. montage. Once once you get to that first montage with Jackie, after that, it's basically like it, you are just in the game. Everyone gets okay. Like I, I, the other reason I picked Corpo was like, was like I want to be. I want to. I want to play like a former Corpo who like mm. betrayed the company and is like trying to fucking take them down now. Mm -hmm. And then I got in there and I was like, oh no, I'm actually just I'm just the Corpo errant boy. Well, hey. yeah. Put a little, put a, put a couple more minutes yeah, in there. Again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, again. You get to put a little mustard on that backstory. Yes. Is all I'm saying. Yes, yes. Uh, we uh we made our character. She is a corpo. She is now just I don't know. And she has no nipples. She and she's searching for her nipples. What? what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We my, spent a little time messing around with the genital slider. Is all I'll say. <laughs> my girlfriend likes to hang out and watch character creators and offer input. And when I turned the nipples off, she was just like, "Why?" <laughs> Why would, would you turn you do it that? Up? Why? Why? Because you can. Because that you means can. you can put it on YouTube. Well, yeah. And also, you know, hey, body mods. Mm -hmm. Body mods. Maybe uh, maybe they're out of fashion in the future. In 2077, we have evolved past the need for nipples. My headcanon is uh, um, our character has never seen nipples before. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, and never will. And it's just, well, we remember we were carrying that corpse out. So we, uh, or not the corpse. Uh, wasn't looking. Was a, we wasn't weren't looking at the nipples. Uh, you know any other kind of body modification it's i i think cyberpunk when i played it um for the first time my memory of it was aside from it being rough uh was an overwhelming experience there's like a lot yeah. going on uh so i'm looking forward to kind of getting back in and relearning a lot of it also that game just looks great i mean it yeah really does look the great. work they've done visually is very noticeable from the jump like that game looked busted i mean granted i was playing on the ps4 which was definitely not the way <laughs> anyone should have been playing that game when it first launched uh and on top of all the bugs it just looked like ass and i'm gonna say right now it extremely does not look like ass especially on this pc version we are playing uh the one bug we did run into which was a a mission objective just not uh, popping as soon as we reloaded the checkpoint, it was fine. So, if still it's just an open a, world game, it's still an open world game. There is still some jank in it. People were very 
quick to say, yes, they fixed a lot of things. They did not fix everything, but most of the bugs are fun bugs, not like save destroying bugs and, you know, complete immersion breaking bugs. So that's fine. I can take that. And, you know, part of the reason we're coming back to this, what, now, three, three year old game? Three, three years. Yeah. yeah. Came out three um, years ago. Is uh, they've added a lot graphically, fidelity wise, with all the path tracing. So, what is it called? Path tracing over, or ray tracing overdrive? Ray tracing overdrive. <laughs> overdrive. Uh, and then the the uh, gosh, is it really Phantom Liberty? Phantom yes, Liberty. Phantom Liberty. Is, is gosh, the, is, is that not a Metal all? Gear name? Uh, a Fan- Phantom Liberty DLC is Sons also Sons of Liberty out. and the Phantom Pain. That, those are the two things <laughs> okay. you are mashing together in your brain. So I, when I said Sorry. Phantom Liberty in my head, I was like, surely this is not right. Surely Kojima is going to sue over this. Um, it, it's cool. They they added a, if you start a new game, you can actually just start a pre-made character that's like leveled and placed in the world exactly where you need to be to just do the DLC if you want to do yeah. that, which is cool. Obviously, we didn't do that, but I, I noticed... The Phantom Liberty mission is in the mission log right from the get-go of a new character, or it was? Oh, for I don't me? even think I saw that. Huh? Um, I, I didn't I, go into the actual mission log. I think they okay. said like mid-game is generally where you want to jump in on that. Yeah, I, but I was wondering if you can do it from a extremely hundred percent fresh character because I was able to set it as my active mission right there, even like in the Corpo Tower at the beginning. Huh. Not, mm-hmm. not that I'm going to do that, but I, I I thought it was like a you know didn't unlock until the mid-game kind of thing. I guess uh, some of the big questions we'll have to figure out are, are is it going to be a stealth, uh, swords, gunplay, you know, a lot of those, how, those trees uh, go, you, look like they go deep. How do you want it? How, you, how do you want it to be? How, I want it to be a stealth hacker ma- kind of make people's heads explode thing, but that's when <laughs> I play games on... You better, you better put more points into cool then. Mm-hmm. I've started dropping some points into cool. I think that was the first thing we unlocked was one of the, t- the cool trees. Yeah. I, uh... I just know on stream it never works out that way. No, it's always it's always guns. Play. Best that laid first plans. mission, yeah, yeah, was just like, oh, I guess we're just fighting. Now. I guess we're just murdering people now. Let's go. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and Phantom Liberty. Um, those are available now. You can catch the Cyberthon twenty twenty four streams going on over on Twitch. Check them out until they ban us for our genital sliding. You know, I spent a lot of time looking through the um, Twitch and YouTube guidelines because on YouTube you have to mark things for ad suitability. Mm-hmm. And Twitch basically says if you're not lingering on it and it's not in and it's a game, it's in game and it's not in a you're not lingering on it and, and doing it in a sexualized manner. Nudity is pretty much OK. Yeah, like, you're not like. You're not just sitting there being like, oh, check out this. Check right out the deal. boobs. Yeah, boobs. And 20 and minutes booty. of boobs. Look at the schwangs swing yeah. back and forth. Um, you know, like, I'm just used to coming from an attitude, uh-huh. like a perspective of we live in a very puritanical country and censorship is very stringent. On, But, you know, obviously I also live on the internet where fucking nudity is rampant. So this is the right way to go about it. I just didn't expect that necessarily from a a platform like Twitch to actually have some thought about that because usually the answer when it comes to this stuff is no, ban it. No, don't show it. Yeah, because, you know, there there are things like um, <clears throat> Boulder's Gates character creator also yeah. has, you know, full nudity. Well, there's that and- Age of Conan game, too. It was literally, that was I think that was the first game that had a dick slider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dick slider, <laughs> uh, my mm-hmm. favorite American Pie character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... YouTube stuff a little different where it escalates very quickly. And the last, the top of that escalation is, are you showing boobs? 
like that it's like if you are showing anything sexual in nature then you should not be putting it on youtube is basically there if you show me a boob you're going to jail yeah it's showing me a boob you're going to jail and so i was like well i'm definitely showing you virtual boobs here and uh vaginas and penises what do you got to say what are you gonna YouTube? do and they basically they gave me like the biggest warning of like whoa we don't you're not gonna get any ads on this and i was like that's okay it's it's okay we could we can move forward as a society without uh that happening so we'll see or we can just move to kick what's kick no we're not moving to kick to no we're clear. actually not moving to kick under it's, no it's, circumstances unless they give us a hundred million dollars is and kick even spelled, then <laughs> is kick like kck no is it's there regular kick there? it's regular somehow they got regular kick.com what is it it's, a video platform it, it's a twitch it's a twitch competitor that is um am i, I gonna be freed on it can i speak my funded, mind finally funded by online gambling oh oh, oh. largely Okay, and there are a lot of questionable people streaming on there. <laughs> they, are, they allow they allow some questionable content on there. Unlike Twitch, me. we are not actually moving to kick. No, absolutely not whatsoever. And we're also not getting into online gambling. Uh, I'm just gonna start streaming from my basement, like uh, just uh, you know, just me streaming my own RTMP server. That's right. Yeah, just, yes. just gonna post. Just gonna post a raw link. Yeah, it's gonna. Just gonna just, run Nginx on my NAS and just let people connect directly to my house. Just real media, serve, just serving up real media files can, and can serve somewhere between eight and sixteen streams at a time, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> very low key, very kind of. Is there it's a very a, exclusive club? Yeah. Has anybody figured out? Okay, this is probably a very good reason this doesn't exist. But uh, can you like torrent style stream where you're you become a if you're watching the stream you become, you become a, a streamer. Yeah, like you become a node for the stream where like, oh, it's going to be a delay, but the packets you get, you are rebroadcasting from your machine as a node and you're, re- you're and everybody is, becomes a link in that chain to form and say you're, you can triangulate between different people to form a full stream. You know what I mean? So you're you saying know? we should start our own CDN? I'm saying it's less of a CDN, more of like a pyramid scheme yeah. <laughs> for streaming kind of thing. I'm just imag- uh, envisioning, like, in all those movies when they're, like, trying to trace the signal of some hacker uh-huh. and they're, like, relaying through, like, 17 different satellites right. and other places, like, in sneakers. Where the tour network case, for streaming. But it's like that, but you're just streaming fucking Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Nextlander.onion. Uh, you can come watch our, our streams. Uh, uh, you know, make sure you're, you're proxied and, mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. I mean, that sounds like a dumb, weird cultish kind of way to stream a thing where it's just like you're not in the club can i hook up to your yeah, notes no i'm over here i'm over here formulating a whole new business model man uh-huh. white label video streams like you got to be a vip to get in here <laughs> it's a very low very low capacity in here mm-hmm. like how many people have like weird home labs where you know while you're watching the stream you're serving the stream uh you're you're participating in are, it are you one of the exclusive few that gets to watch this and then if you are in that chain, you can monetize that whole thing. You can just insert your own ads for the people that are hitting your node. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I stream out from my basement, which hits 16 people. They then reach, have nodes, and they can insert their own ads and monetize on themselves. And, and really, so on, and so on, and so on. <laughs> really, everybody makes money. It's just, yeah. uh, it's definitely not There's a no downside. <laughs> it's no downside. And these knives will stay sharp forever. Uh-huh. It's really, 
it's really amazing. You'd be doing yourself a disservice. You'll spend more on other streaming stuff without this. That's what I'm saying. Check out my anyway. new online betting website. <laughs> That's right. Call me. Uh, we'll get this thing going. Uh, well, let's, what else we're going to put in this, in the A block here. How about flashback two? Does that uh, deserve is that, to be is in that the an A, a block? block? I don't know. Does that, does that warrant discussion? I'm not sure. Um, it does it from the out. sense that I was excited that they were making a, a flashback two again, I guess, uh, uh, because there had been other attempts to revisit flashback. This one, not so great. I need a this little more it. time in the oven. This yeah. ain't it. Kind of like what they're going for. It's just the execution on it is just it's it's not fully baked. It's two things for me, and I'm not like some kind of flashback purist or anything. Like I've barely ever played those games. I, I'm aware of them, and I know that they have their fans. Vinny, for instance, yeah. <clears throat> but I think going to the uh, more open plane where you can kind of run around more in the environments and kind of like you're kind of moving back and forth more than you were on that kind of the the original game. Yeah. I don't know if that's the way to go with it because what they're doing with that does not seem particularly interesting. And the other thing is that I'm pretty sure all the dialogue is AI generated. Oh, just Whether it actually it is or not, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but it really comes off like it is. It could be bad translation. Um, that, I, no, no, no. There's intention in that, that fucking uh, Marlon Brando impersonation. <laughs> there is intention there. It's bad intention, but it is intention. Uh, this is a microids joint. Uh, they're fairly oh, prolific. The French uh-huh. adventure uh, games. You know, if when I think about flashback and what made it awesome, it's the technology at the time was cool. Yes. to see on this um, raster-based machine. Excuse me. It's very fluid, cinematic-like motion, yeah, right? Like th- like early primitive three D graphics on even such things as a Super Nintendo. Yeah. And, and 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 just and not even the 3D parts, which were cool, but also just the animation. You just didn't yeah, the, get that many frames and anything. I, yeah, I don't know if they were rotoscoping like uh, out of this world and flashback. Like they definitely did Prince of Persia. Out of this world, um, I'm pretty sure 100. percent I feel like I saw scenes that were behind the scenes, or like in some next gen magazine or whatever. Whenever that would have come out, it's mm-hmm. also a weird era where like all of those games were made by like a dude uh-huh. and they, they, and they didn't come up with developer names for themselves. They were just like by dude, you know, right. It's Eric like, um, Chahi? Eric Chahi did yeah. out of this world. Um, flashback is Paul. Uh, we say or something like that. Anyway, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, weird little auteur movement of like these 2d rotoscoped, like super, stiff puzzly platformers uh, and you know that game had a cool vibe like you're this yeah. dude in this jacket is yeah, basically we, the we character it. yeah it does have a cool vibe and then i was reminded of boy i sure wish i hadn't played that on a stream after not touching it for 30 years because man i forgot how hard that game is to play that game is uh got some control it's it's all animation priority stuff so you're yeah. you're just having and to t- almost time inputs to the footsteps yeah some some really stiff inputs like kind of unintuitive especially by modern standards like people i don't think people in the twitch chat understood how that game plays it's it's funky yeah, um, it's very funky oh, i did not play that remake one um that could also just be like poorly implemented i don't know but the um I will say you kind of get used to it, but it's it is one of those things where you're just 
you're probably better off with a quick save and it seems like that game has some kind of quick save yes or there's rewind a, there's a rewind in that in that yeah. remaster they put out a few years ago uh at any at any rate this new flashback 2 does not capture <laughs> seemingly much or any of what made the first game weird yeah I'm, like i wonder what you'd have to do to really make some novel technology i mean i guess We've seen because we've seen really highly animated sprites like that's not new. We've seen large characters. We've seen animation heavy stuff like I guess if you take like FMV now and actually have a controllable would be kind of amazing. Like if it's not even rotoscoped, you're somehow looking at a person that you're controlling really well. Those are just kind of the things with flashback. Yes, the world building is neat, but it's more in service of the technical stuff that was going on. That, that would be cool to see a 2d, like a platformer done on video these days. Cause like back in, you know, in the nineties when they were first digitizing sprites, like you had such limited memory, you know, you yeah. have like very low frame rates on the video capture, but like think about what you could do now with the amount of memory you have, like very fluid sprites of, of just people. Yeah. You know, like blending, blending between different animation routines and stuff. I bet you could do a really cool looking 2d FMV like action like game photorealistic style flashback might be kind of interesting or, or, um, or just highly animated, really good 2d art. Like, uh, like that level, like Lunark. Remember that game felt like maybe a better mm-hmm. flashback, uh, spiritual successor than the flashback two stuff. Uh, it also just technically it, it's kind of buggy and, and wonky. Um, so again, I think it's more, even for me, I think that's the part that felt a little janky. Just didn't. Con- it doesn't like feel fully baked well. on top of everything else. Yeah, yeah. Also, out of this world or another world, out of those games, that's the one. Yeah, that, agreed. That one's cool. Good. Sit in a tank, push a lot of buttons. Get a big uh, alien friend. Yeah, save him. He said, like in the game, I feel like he said, "Hey, Mister. Hey, Mister." And then you break him out of his little jail and you got a laser gun that can make shields and also kind of a hard game. Yeah. Uh, all right. One more game here. Uh, I'm going to mention and then we'll move on and we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, talk about some more stuff. Uh, I played through a bunch more super crazy rhythm castle and we tried to do this on stream, but the online wasn't working when we tried it on the, on the PS five. Unfortunately, hopefully that's all sorted out or getting sorted out. I, could not find a lot of reporting on that, so it was hard to follow what the yeah. roadmap is for fixing it. Yeah, we had, we had one of the developers pop into Twitch chat and say they were aware of it, so hopefully yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll get that fixed. I would like to try that online. Like The idea of a, an online multiplayer rhythm game sounds kind of unique. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like we did it in that Jackbox thing where it seemed like you, you're syncing up locally with whatever uh, feed you're getting, and I, that has to be what it is here, but my kids and I have played through a bunch of it. They really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's weird. It's hard in spots. Um, we sometimes go from one star to three stars on things. And it's, I would like to play with you guys because it's fairly challenging. It's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot going on with the, usually it's like one person has to keep up the rhythm game portion of it while the other people are, and that feeds into something that the other people are doing off the rhythm off the lanes, let's say mm-hmm. where, um, you're, you're shooting things with a turret and ammo is coming based on how well the rhythm game is doing, you know, the person on the rhythm game is doing. So, so what you're saying is you're going to put me on rhythm game duty. Sure. Hey man, if you're, if you're the rhythm uh, game, uh, King, but you, you gotta oh, jump I don't around know about a lot. that, but 
like there was this one thing where it was a fake video game where one side was playing a rhythm game to attack and the other side was playing a rhythm game to heal. Mm-hmm. And so it just wound up working out uh, of duties wise. My kids were on the attacking side and I was just doing the healing side the entire time because I was able to keep them alive. As long as I was keeping them alive, they were able to maintain an attack, uh, which is like an interesting concept, I think, mm-hmm. for rhythm game stuff. So I would like to try it with you guys. Super crazy rhythm castle. That's available on uh, pretty much everything. It's 40 bucks. I mean, look, you might want to look up and make sure if you're looking to play this online, the PS5 stuff has been worked out. It would seem like, again, like Brad said, known issue. So I hope that's getting fixed soon. I'll check. I guess I would come through in a patch. So I guess I can just see if it's been patched and what the patch notes are for that. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to build my uh, uh, torrented streaming network in the mm-hmm. background here. Get ready to sign up. Uh, limited keys going out. First 16 people. Uh, and make sure you uh, have a trusted network of friends. Can't lose. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Uncommon Goods. Alex Navarro. Yes, Vinny. It is the holiday season. It is the gift-giving season. In some uh, circles, it is birthday season. Well, apparently, a lot of birthdays coming up. At least where I'm, I'm at this right time. Right here, buddy. Uh huh. Happy, happy early birthday to you, Mr. Navarro. Thank you. It's impossible to find a gift for Alex Navarro. He's got everything. It's the problem is, and the reason I often discourage people from getting me gifts is that the goods people get me are just entirely too common. <laughs> You're saying you need some kind of uncommon good. I would like someone to think outside the box for once and find something that is uncommon that I will think is good. What if I were to get you, say, uh, a vertical vinyl record player with Bluetooth? I can say with some certainty I have never received that as a gift before. Well, Alex, let me introduce you to Uncommon Goods. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone, even Alex Navarro. And Alex, not only do they have the most uncommon goods, they also have uncommon experiences. Oh? Uncommon experiences are more than virtual classes. They're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways from tarot card reading, romantic map making, cooking and mixology classes, and more. I'm not going to lie. I am curious about romantic map making in a way that maybe I have not been curious about things. (laughs) I can tell you right now, that is an experience uncommon to my life. (laughs) With every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash nextlander. That's uncommongoods.com slash nextlander for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. 
Thanks, Uncommon Goods. All right, we've got some other things to catch up on here. Uh, do you guys remember that game, The Invincible? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing more of that. I really enjoy the vibes of that game. My wife started reading the book Ooh. by uh, Stanislaw Lem. Is that the? I, it's either Stanislaw or Stanislav. I forget what what Lem? W sound makes in Polish, but <laughs> yes, they just they credit uh, them as S Lem. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then I was talking to my wife about it, and she's like that. Nothing you are saying is in this book, and so I had to do some uh, research about it, and it seems like maybe this is a prequel to the book, or at least in the same universe, but it is not the crew of the Condor, if that makes sense to people who have read okay. the book. Um, and Again, the only one of his I've read is Solaris, so... She's enjoying the book uh, so far. I'm she enjoying the Solaris game. if she hasn't. It's an amazing book. Uh, we should. I should. It's a very short read, too, is the thing. Uh. So I'm enjoying that game. Again, it's kind of a, uh, 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 not to, I don't want to use this as a pejorative, but it is a kind of walking simulator. You are yeah. kind of walking around and soaking in the story and atmosphere, not unlike a Firewatch uh, mm-hmm. or, or of that type of game, but it is set on this planet, uh, Regis 3, I think, and you're kind of figuring out what ha- what happened there. Oh, why did I think that was on Mars for some reason? Because it looks like Mars. <laughs> really looks like mars i mean it's got that big red cover too with the the skull on it and uh there are choices in it and i think choices do matter here so i think this is a choices matter game uh where you're deciding things and maybe the fate of some people will come down will depend on your choices that's, that's the <laughs> no nobody should have to no nobody's fate should ride on my choices that's the invincible oh. um again in my kind of like great i'm gonna try and scoop these up while we have some mm-hmm. time uh, it's going down here. Alan Wake 2. That's a name Still I haven't there. heard in a long, long time. I've been trying to keep up with Alan Wake. I mentioned it last time. Um, this time I beat that boss fight. I had, uh, uh mentioned that I was, I thought I was getting up to, I did mm-hmm. get up to I think it was not nearly as intense as the last one. I don't know if anybody remembers the, when I was on the stream, I feel like half of that fight was just the environment fucking yeah. with you more than anything else. Like, the actual combat wasn't that hard. It's just, it, it was a bad place to have to do that combat in. This was uh, very, this was just fighting two characters in a combat arena while I had to kind of activate those light nodes. It wasn't mm-hmm. that. I don't know, again, if I should be switching back and forth between Alan and Saga much, but uh, I, I did um, progress the story more, and I think I'm now going to be forced to go back to Alan. Uh, I think that's how it's, it seems like it's going to go. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, my problems with that game still are the exploration and the way the claustrophobic woods are set up are very mm-hmm. impressive atmospherically, but don't lend itself to poking around and trying to find every bit of ammo in there uh, in those environments. Like, it's just the controls and the... the Really, again, I, I love the set pieces they're just hard to navigate yeah in, that, in that way i i really want to get back to that game like 800 life circumstances are preventing it at the moment but um that was definitely my impression of that first woods area is like i was just constantly flipping back into the map which is not like there's no mini map you know there's that's yeah. a whole switch that's a whole screen switch to a full screen map and back and forth and it's just like there's so many so many like what look like paths through the woods that are not and vice yes. versa that it's just a little hard to now. Like, is she in the woods kind of all the time? I mean, I know she goes to um, Coffee World, like Bright Falls, and and some yeah. other you know some 
non-woods places, but is, is a ton of her stuff woods or does that change up? So it's all Pacific Northwest ish kind of wooded areas. Mm -hmm. So even when it's not the woods, it's still kind of nighttimes with a thing that is carved out within the woods. You know what I mean? Like you're in a thing that is surrounded by woods for the most part. I mean, uh, the other area that I've spent a lot of time is watery, I think is the name of the area. And that's got the amusement park and stuff in it. But it's, for all intents and purposes, very woods-like, you know, paths carved through, tight paths through things that open up into areas that, again, you're like, oh, okay, I got to run this way or that way. But you get some townish things, you know, there's some, but I haven't had any big encounters. All the encountering I've done have been in kind of cramped spaces, and that seems like that's what's going to happen in that game. Alan's stuff, though, is not the woods. Alan stuff in the what's the realm called the other the dark the dark place, place. Um, is not that's like you know subways and industrial New York and, and and so those are not but Saga yes Saga has been very much like that um, I'm curious to see where things are going I, I recovered the item I don't want to spoil anything but you know it's the item you're after uh, uh, from the first game uh, or at least I think it's from the first game um, but yeah, I, I'm going to keep going. I think I'm just running up against some of the kind of technical stuff in there. And some people have said, you know, ah, you know, just drop it, drop it down a bit and just, just enjoy the story stuff, That's which what I, I think Alex, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily having a hard time with the combat. It's more that, um, it maybe if there were like an unlimited ammo option, then I would turn that on because it's just finding ammunition and stuff. That's the stuff I don't find fun. And that's yeah. why I didn't mind dropping it down is that I just, I'm not interested in that aspect of survival horror personally. And that has always been the thing that has kind of prevented me from really having fun in some of those games. And so in this case, dropping it down has made that not a particularly big problem. I, I also am not just unsure of their decision to have randomized loot in some of those containers it just seems like a weird one to me i just i don't quite understand why it wouldn't they would be a remedy decision. game if there weren't one or two choices where you're just like i don't know why you did that yeah i definitely it's hard enough <clears throat> that you would die here and there and then do the same part again and have a kind of a very different experience based on the drops you got the second because ammo scarcity is enough of a thing yeah that, like oh last time i found six extra shotgun shells that made this combat <clears throat> go very differently than this time when I didn't get those. Totally. It's, it's, that's a, it's a weird one, but, um, I am, I'm going to say in, I'm being pushed forward by the story and stuff. I think that stuff is great. I think the, the characterizations are cool. Still think some of the profiling stuff just is weird. I don't know what saga's whole thing is yet. Maybe I'll find out. Um, but she's profiled a lot more people. And those, uh, those two, I, I think their brothers are just still very weird characters that I want to learn more about the, uh, the ones that run the amusement park or basically run everything uh, mm -hmm. in, in that town and have all the TV commercials. Alan Wake two, I'd like to finish it up. I know Backlar really likes it. He's, uh, he's I like that. what I've played so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not that far into it. Just as I haven't had a lot of time for it, but like, I've enjoyed what I played. It's just that I, you know, again. It's that thing where there's like one or two things in every Remedy game where I'm like, I don't love this, but there's enough on top of that that I do love that I feel like I'm into what they are doing. I, it's a story here. For yes, me. it's oh, a story oh, oh, and it yeah. is the, it is the aesthetics and it is the ways in which they are choosing to fuck with the player that I think are, are pretty neat. Yes. Yes. That stuff is cool. I think control had 
interesting power-ups and, and moves and, and gameplay that also was great fluid combat amazing combat in that game or, or, or even just like powers right you're yeah. like oh what's what's the next thing i'm gonna get like that's cool this uh, this does not have amazing combat. at least maybe i haven't seen it yet we'll see uh but see we're moving down the list here of uh, the the november stuff um alex yeah you you're finally done with vampire survivors <laughs> done with uh <laughs> i mean look this is even a year marked by a lot of me playing games that i loved from previous years either because there was new content or i just never stopped playing it or what. This has just been a recurring theme, the Hitman, you know, roguelike mode, the fucking Mario Kart DLC, like, this is the stuff I have fixated on this year, despite the bevy of shiny new keys that that game developers have been jangling in front of me. And the fact is, I've never stopped playing Vampire Survivors. I can't stop. I won't stop. I don't stop. And now, I've unlocked everything. Everything. Every weapon evolution, every secret that is currently in the game. Everything there is currently on the checklist to unlock, I have unlocked. Even even that new holiday add-on stuff they just put out? Yes. Man. That did not take a lot of time. That, to be fair, that was a smaller update, not a full expansion. Yeah, I think that's free content, right? Yes. It was one new level, I think one new character and weapon uh, with an evolution, and I think like oh. a couple of little secrets around that's it, and that's it. Kind of substantial. Does, it's does, not does, the game, does the game just tell you? Does it just like, hey, you've done everything, you're good now, like you can stop, or... There's a ch- well, I mean, you can stop. There's a checklist uh, that just shows you, like, yeah. Some- I mean, sometimes that stuff is hidden, but it says like there's still a thing here you haven't checked off okay. or whatever. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Seen that list. I just wasn't sure if they put literally everything on there. Yeah, and to be fair, I did unlock a few characters using cheat codes, but then I went in and did the thing you have to do to unlock mm. them anyway later on because it won't tick off your list of unlocks until you actually do the thing that would have unlocked them. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's an yeah. interesting way to do so it. So they okay. still let you do that, and so I did eventually go back and do that, but I just wanted to play around with the new characters. So Vampire Survivors, I'm sure there will be more, more oh, yeah. things to come. They're not done updating that thing, and look, let's be real, I haven't beaten every level with every character yet, and mm-hmm. I won't probably ever do that, but I'm going to try. And that includes all the DLC levels. I can't stop, man. I'm sorry. I don't, there's something about that game. I mean, it, you know, look, we were talking about online gambling and the way that it <laughs> destroys brains. This is my version of that. This is my slot machine that breaks my brain. I 100% get it. Absolutely. Uh, I, I ended up moving to the Xbox and kind of maining that version because mm-hmm. of Quick Resume specifically. Yes. Like that was because some of those levels get pretty long. You know, 30 minutes is kind of a commitment. Yes. So it's super nice to be able to just pause a run halfway through and even turn the console off, come back to it. I uh, I played it there, uh, the co-op. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played with my kids. I, we still need to do it once with my save so you guys save. can see all the shit that's unlocked and like all the weird like power-ups I've get, like Because, you know, if you, you turn on, what is it, eggs, I think, is the thing that you get from certain characters that give each character, when you collect an egg, a, a small permanent stat boost to whatever thing that you like the eggs are randomized so like you know you collect an egg and it's like you now have one percent more xp gain or one percent more armor but you do that enough times and those characters start getting real overpowered and you can turn the eggs off if you want you can just say hey go back to base stats but it's like between that and like the arcana card unlocks and all the other stuff you can do you can really turn your characters into nightmares after after a lot of play Man, you're making me want to play more of it. I never even found any eggs. 
Get your eggs. Takes time to unlock the eggs. Uh, Alex, you play any more Thirsty Suitors? I've been playing more Thirsty Suitors. I've been, you know, I've been plugging away at a few different games that I've been like that and Alan Wake and a couple of other things. Uh, nothing new to report on those fronts. Just I am still enjoying them. I want to get in there. I want to play some Thirsty Suitors. I wanna, it's really cool. I, yeah. I think it's probably one of my favorite things I've played so far this year. Man, uh, Brad, anything else that you've touched? Unfortunately, no. Had some things going on preventing it. Understandable. Hands on. Um, I'm, trying, I'm looking through my list of stuff that I need to go back, and I'm actually unchecking stuff. Starfield. I'm going to use the last couple of minutes here in this section did here. Download Starfield on the PC and fire it up for 10 minutes last night. They put out a big update. They put out a big update that has like fixed HDR stuff in it and so forth. Oh, that's good. So I just uninstalled it from my PC to free Mm -hmm. up some space, but have it on. I still have it on my Xbox. Uh, Starfield is one I want to get back to. I actually want to finish Immortals of Avium, but I'm not sure if I'll have time to finish that that game. Uh, Remnant Two. I'm going to check this off my list. Even we did it. uh, Yeah, yeah. We beat it. Expansion stuff on there. I, now that I've had some time to sit with that last boss and kind of everything we went through on that, I'm going to say it right now. While I did not love it, I am, I do admire the scope of what they were trying to do with Hell that yeah. final fight. I really do. I, I think I really understand what they were going for. Just because I did not love it does not mean that it was not admirable in its own way. Uh, that fight was taxing in a way that not many things have been taxing in video games in recent memory to me. And disorienting. Like, specifically having a boss that is that has two different states in two different places that you get warped between, like, randomly. Mm-hmm. And what's going on in the previous area, like, continues as soon as you get warped back, even if the boss is, like, mid-attack yeah. and stuff. Like, it's a lot to keep up so with. So, not only that, you wind up in your state that you were in uh physically when mm-hmm. you get warped back too. So if you're about to like say res somebody or bring them back up in mid res you get warped back to the other state. Now you're like on the other side of the map from the And person, that's which- the part that keeps me from saying that I love it. it again, <laughs> I, I admire it. It's uh-huh. it, from a from a I am fucking with the player perspective. I totally get it. As someone who had to play it, uh yeah. I'm just glad to be done with it. I think it was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I'm Inventive. Glad we got through it. Uh, folks want to go check that out. That's over on their YouTube archives. You can go see our finale of Remnant 2. I played uh, I played a few more minutes of that game last night on a controller for the first time, and I don't know how you did that. Yeah, it's not, it's not so bad. It's not so mainly, bad. Mainly having the powers on kind of a modifier, like having to hold the relic yeah. button and then, use, and then use other buttons. Like, that was a little confusing. Yeah, I, I got used to it. I mean, I think if I were playing single player, I might not. There's just no room for error. On the, on the single player side of things. I'm um, going down my list here. Also that expanse telltale series. I'd like to go check out a couple more of those. I kind of like that. I need to finish tears of the kingdom is what I should do. You're not Man. going to, I'm going to be honest that? with you. You're not going to well, do it. What? I'm pretty far. Eh. I think I don't know, I'm not maybe. that far. And I've already resolved myself that I'm probably not going to end up finishing that one this year. How about uh, Baldur's Gate? Baldur's Gate is a weird one because I'm still waiting to see what they do in Act 3. Like, I, I want them to put out a clearer roadmap of if they're going to add content updates. I mean, I guess I could just finish it and go back and finish it again, but am I going to do that? Like, probably no, not. Probably not. I think what I realized when I tried to go back and play that game by myself is that I was having a lot more fun when other people were playing it in that sort of D&D way. Like, I, yeah. I think it's cool as a single-player game, but I think that my version of that is m- much more fun when there are other people around. 
Yeah, I mean, that game is fun. I enjoy that game multiplayer. They just put out their. Um, I almost picked up their special edition stuff that they're putting out for the consoles now. Their disc copies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, man, do I need a cloth map of this game? I kind of want a cloth map of this game. But is it worth the seventy dollars? to buy it on xbox and then have it across all platforms to have a cloth map of this game probably not unless they can guarantee crossplay across all platforms which i don't even think they have in between maybe they put it in but wasn't in last time i tried between pc and ps5 um yeah that i think that's about it though uh, zelda baldur's gate um and starfield uh, starfield i'm not gonna beat but yeah, yes. uh, that's just not gonna happen I tried um, to I tried to talk you into playing Final Fantasy 16 off mic recently. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that with someone. I would like to finish that game, but is that actually the best use of time when I could be playing other stuff? I don't know. It's on my list of stuff that I, I want to play, but I don't know if I could finish that game. Uh, Probably not. I mean, I was year. over 30 hours into it and was not near the, the end. But uh, I I mean, look, there's not too too much on the the calendar coming up for stuff I want to sink new things that I want to sink into that are big time sink games. Not um, Avatar. Nope. <laughs> I, I want to try that Avatar game. I mean, it looks like a Far Cry. Like honestly, just a Far Cry in a more fantastical setting. I'll give that a shot. Sure. Yeah, it, it, I would definitely try it. I, it's not one on my list of things that I'm like. I'm more interested in putting a lot of time into Steam World build, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's coming up. Uh, that's that's one of them. But then that's this. That's kind of pretty much. Yeah, um, you know, for December. So we'll see. Uh, any other games you guys want to mention before we bop over into the news section? Then we're going to switch gears. I'm going to I'm going to hit the the gear shift here. We're going to take another quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some news going on right after this. And we have returned. And what would 2023 be without great mergers and immense contraction within the uh, video game industry. I guess a merger could be seen as a contraction, a tightening, a smalling, a smallening, a blending, a, a blending of the industry. But of course, I think 2023 will be remembered for Microsoft and Blizzard Activision, and also for whatever the heck Embracer has become at this point. I, would 2022? Would you say is when we talked about all the companies Embracer was buying? Was it like 2021? Also, yeah, we were yeah talking about I that mean, a lot. Yeah, it even really kind of goes back to like when they were just THQ Nordic, kind of 2018, 2019, but you had no idea where they were actually going with that at the time. It was uh-huh. just like, who are these Who are these people in Scandinavia who are buying up all the THQ IP? What's going on with this? And the next thing you know, they own half the industry. Well, and, they've given, and, they've, and they've rebranded with an extremely ominous name. Mm-hmm. Embracer. So uh, the Embracer Group, just a little history here before we get into kind of the, the, the bigger, newer stuff. The Embracer Group had that deal with the uh saudi fund right it the was public the Sa- fund yeah savvy savvy games group is that the the deal that i forget through? the exact name but it's it's part of the the public fund of of saudi arabia uh that was like a two billion dollar three deal we didn't know who it was at first then it kind of came to light that's the that's who with whom it was that deal fell through which set embracer on a dark path uh they wound up with 1.3 billion dollars in debt they recently, uh, they have been doing layoffs. They recently um, laid off more than 900 people. Mm-hmm. They're trying, they think 
that they can get their debt to below a million by the fiscal year. And don't forget, $1.3 billion. Yeah. They're trying to get it down to a, a million by the end of the fiscal year. Uh, they apparently have about uh, 16,000, about 15,700 employees as of September. It's a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that 900 people still becomes like one sixteenth of their staff. That's yeah. a lot of people. Last, uh, last last tally I saw was something like 6,000 people to date laid off in the games industry this year. So Embracer is over here accounting for almost a sixth of that total number. It's it's a well considering how much they scooped up. So mm-hmm. a lot of this, you know, um, you know, we've talked about it before uh, during the last two years. A lot of places ballooned up and then there were large layoffs as the industry and getting loans and all making games everything became very expensive and uh it kind of did this big contraction it's almost like a bunch of people thought the zero percent interest rates were going to last forever it's going to last forever we're, we're going to be kings of the world mm-hmm. i'm always going to stay in touch with you nope. forever all summer we'll never we'll be best friends forever mm-hmm. what go you're we're all going to college let's stay in touch mm-hmm. don't listen to anybody they're not no. going to call you embracer group they're not going to call you uh We've got some other news though that came out of uh, uh, Grub's morning morning show, the Grub show. Yes, the Grub House. Grub. Is it not the the Grub House? Where how come we're not at the Grub House? Um, I, I don't know. Last I saw, he was at the Riker House. That's true. That's true. So I don't know <laughs> how bad do you want it. Riker's house. I don't know. Uh, looks like a nice house. Uh, what came out of the Grub House? Uh, he's saying that that Knights of the Old Republic remake is not being worked on currently. I don't think he came out and said it is dead. It will never happen, but he effectively said that nobody is currently working on this game is not being worked on right now. Full stop. That's the quote. And so, so that this was aspire or may initially, still be. Yes. It was aspire. The rumors were like ages ago that it got taken away from aspire and given to saber. I don't know if that ever even actually got confirmed by embracer. Did they ever actually come out and say, yes, saber is now working on this. I'm I think not sure. the only thing they said was that saber was contributing to development and that was it. That, that sounds right. Um, and then there was that mess. I don't remember if we ended up talking about it on the podcast or not. Like, two months ago, like trailers and social media posts and stuff for that game started vanishing from the internet. I think I we think did we talk a little about it. Did Sony, we? Okay. I think we did. Sony was heavily involved in this project and had mm-hmm. like announced it on the PlayStation blog and stuff like that. And, and some of those announcements started vanishing. And then Sony said like, Oh, it was a music licensing issue. I, look, I could maybe not. That. I could maybe believe not. That. It's, no, it's it, so here's the thing. No, it isn't. It's not a, a music licensing issue because you don't put one of those trailers out unless you have signed the deal to make sure that music can be used in perpetuity. Yeah, it's not like those trailers have been out there long enough for some license to expire. No. In 18 months or whatever. That would be um, really bad deal making on their part. Also, why would you have to license the music from the property that you are working on? Like they would, they would give you such favorable terms. It wasn't even a, a question you know, if you look, can use this music to promote the thing. It's Star Wars. I'm not. I'm not going to even pretend to know the ins and outs of Star Wars music licensing and who's got rights to what. But 
Alex Navarro, you worked at a place that licensed a lot of music for yeah. one time. I feel like you've and seen And license a lot of rights do expire sometimes, yeah. like you but usually it is not this fast and it is not for something that is the part of the direct license that you have signed a deal to work on. Maybe somebody goofed. Maybe they're like, We got we got Star Wars, I can just throw Duel of the Fates on whatever I want, right? I, I think we're lending too much credence <laughs> to what sounds like a very easy out for them to not have to explain why they are taking somebody, that stuff somebody down. Somebody just somebody just forgot a zero in a contract somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sony's razor. Just go with the the most plausible solution here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, yeah. yeah, this this is believable and hard. This is not hard to believe at all to me that this thing is on ice now. Yeah, yeah. It's um, which is a bummer. I was kind of looking forward to see what the heck that thing would be, though. Not probably not an easy project. That game is pretty old and would need some major tuning up, punching up. Let's say to I think bring it up to. Don't forget this is or you guys wouldn't forget, but. Uh, let me reiterate to the audience: mm-hmm. This is kind of pre-Mass Effect style, the 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 kind of missing link between, uh, like, let's say, Icewind Dale and the Mass Effect series. Right? Mm-hmm. This is where they were still still figuring a lot of stuff out with what an action RPG might become. And That's true, but it's also from the time I think most people will consider to be Bioware's, you know, heyday. In terms, I of love like, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was huge. But at the time. I think I like the, my thing is going back and modernizing that game. Yes, uh, is and that's is an a, endeavor. One hundred percent. Yeah, like we went back. We you, we played very little bit of it, but it's you know it's an older game. It's, it's an older game. I mean, it's not. It, it, you know, it, I mean, this is going to come out a lot more withering than I mean it to be. But like, it's not without its charms. Like that's the thing is even in that older state, like it's still you like what is appealing about that game still comes across. Hmm. Uh, and it's uh, uh, it's the amazing uh, voice acting. Uh, and listen, it, someone had to go <laughs> like into a microphone for hours at a time, and goddamn it, they're going to use every part of it. And, and then somebody else had to hit paste eight thousand uh-huh. times mm-hmm. and use that same line every single time that alien spoke. And then the marketing person got to say, "Fully voice acted Star Wars game, hundred percent." You know what? No, they nailed it in one. <laughs> they, they had they had Jennifer Hale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I, again, Knights of the Old Republic, probably on some, depending on what day of the week it is, top 10, maybe top 15 list for me. Uh, Knights of the Old oh. Republic. Wow. Is, I love that game. Well, I'd have to go see KOTOR, KOTOR 2. I might, I might just group them together. If I can group them together, they they, they do better. Uh so yeah, that's uh, according to rumors and to Jeff Grubb that nobody nobody is working on that game currently. Again, um, all of the stuff with Embracer sucks right now. Well, and if yes, and, and if you work for Embracer, uh, you know, I look. If you work in the games industry, just I, I, when we do these new segments out, just take it that we our best wishes for you because at this point there are just so many people that have been waylaid let's mm-hmm. say uh but there's more here brad yeah one one quick thing i'll add just at the end there's this tidbit that he also said that sony quote wants absolutely nothing to do with this going forward again that's grub and saying that yes yeah. that's, that's grub yeah. that's grub reporting that he's heard heard rumors to that effect but i mean they were the they were the timed exclusive platforms <laughs> that does not bode well for the future of this thing. I mean, everything coming out of this just sets off every alarm bell imaginable. And even if, even without that, you know, kind of Sony commentary, it's pretty safe to say if they're willing to go out and pull promotional materials, they went out of their way to put up, then they, yes, are probably washing their hands of this thing. And if they are going to the trouble of 
basically undoing all the promotion they did for this thing, then that thing must have been in a state. There is no way a company would do this unless it was that bad. Yeah, honestly, I mean, condolences to the Embracer Studios having to try to make games in the environment that exists currently. Yeah, totally. Sure, that's not easy. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's a lot of studios. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if, if, if Again, that point it's isn't... pretty much the entire middle of the video game industry got swallowed yeah. up by this thing. Remnant 2 has been embraced. Yeah. That's, a, that's an Embracer studio. God, uh, damn near my favorite game of the year is an Embracer release. Yeah. Uh, there's just something else that's not the next story that uh, was an Embracer thing, and it just, it just slipped my mind when I was thinking back to Remnant 2 and that whole boss fight. Because that occupies a part of my brain now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to uh, move on from. Oh, I was going to say something about Microsoft, but I'll say it after we get to this next story about the Borderlands franchise. Well, and Gearbox in particular. Uh, Borderlands 4, anyone? <sighs> Tiny yeah. Tina's Wonderland, Wonderlands 2, anyone? Okay, so I did not play any Tiny Tina's. It, the whole thing just kind of didn't wasn't attractive to me. Oh, yeah. But is that game good? Like it did very like well, it. and people yeah. seem to like it. I mean, if you're into that, yes. Do you, do you like Tiny Tina's brand of humor, and do you like Borderlands, but more fantasy? I find Tiny Tina enjoyable in very small doses, so that is why I've never indulged in any of the things that are built entirely around her character. That, that first um, Borderlands 2 DLC built around her, I thought was kind of okay. Yeah. Because they were like playing around with tabletop stuff, bleeding into the Borderlands world and uh, stuff. Like That was actually kind of cool. Tiny Tina is not the problem. Tiny Tina is just one factor in my larger issue with Borderlands, which is that I have never liked the funny they tried to to give it. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly very subjective. Yes, Um, it is. I'm just saying it has never been my brand of thing. Yeah, no, I I, since like the first game I thought was okay, but they went especially around the time of um, the pre... God, does anybody ever... Did anybody forget that Borderlands the pre-sequel was a game? Because I sure uh, did until I, I just yeah. said it out loud. Yep. Yep. No, I have definitely. not thought about that in some time. Yes. It was around the time they started leaning really hard into the Handsome Jack stuff that I was like, all right, this is not for me. No. Um, Tales of the Borderlands, best Borderlands game. Well, yeah, by by a country mile. Uh, uh, anyway, I, this, the, I, sorry. I was going to say, I'm, I'm mostly a fan of like Ashley Birch's voice work. Yeah, in, no, in, in it's, it's, no, it's no shade on her voice acting. Like, she is a very talented actress. It's just the character is again, emblematic of a much larger problem with the tone of those games, in my view. Well, anyway, if uh, this LinkedIn listing is to be believed, that's all they're making right now. Borderlands in that? Is Borderlands 4 and Tiny Tina 2. So when I deep-side about that, it's not because I, you know, I had hoped in any way that they wouldn't make another one because I knew they would make another (laughs) one. So that was a sigh of resignation of like, all right, well, I guess it's about time for them to do that, isn't it? Yeah, apparently Tiny Tina did incredibly well. I don't think they put numbers on it, but and I didn't realize 2K had also reported sales figures on Borderlands 3, which is past 18 million now. So, of course, they're making another Borderlands. Yeah. It's a no brainer. So what I, is do you know the relationship now between so Embracer gets Gearbox in 2021. Take two is publishing. They did they have like Take Two IP was rights? publishing I, those games. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what the IP ownership situation was there. I think the actual IP is owned by Gearbox, but there. I want to say Two K had like exclusive publishing rights, and I don't know if they still have that or not. Okay. Mm. 
Here's yeah, a story I, from 2021 on Video Games Chronicle, although I believe they're sourcing someone else. Uh, or no, maybe this is uh, yeah, gamesindustry.biz. Anyway, asked to clarify the ownership of the Borderlands IP. Pitchford said it was, quote, pretty clear that Gearbox owned the franchise. Okay. But suggested there was some complexity involving agreements with 2K. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Pretty clear. <laughs> I guess that's coming from Randy Pitchford. I don't know. Yeah, that's Magic. the thing. Is that like that's as clear as anything he's ever said, but like it sounds like yes, they probably do own the IP rights and can probably license it out, but they pr- like when it comes to the games, they probably are not out from under that 2K deal. 1.4 billion for Gearbox in 2021 by Embracer. Yeah. And uh there was this reporting on the on the heels of all the stuff going on with Embracer back in I think in September what kind of come to light that Gearbox is one of the one of the studios maybe that was if you if you name the right price Embracer might be willing to part with yeah um, they 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 uh, clearly need cash quickly if they're yeah, willing to yeah. let go of of a studio that sells this well well Microsoft's buying everything now right so uh mm. you know just uh you know to throw that's not that happening in there. again for some time I'm telling uh, you right now all their money's going into AI now. They're just they're just buying. That's right. <laughs> they're just buying open AI, basically. Yes. Well, they already did that. It didn't work out very well. Yeah. Uh, what a the board. What a. Not to get into I, that stuff. No, but I, I didn't even bother trying to keep up with that shit over the weekend. Like, just let me know where it settles. I guess mm-hmm. the the last story. I'll just say this because I thought it was ridiculous or or interesting. The last story I'd seen, which was a, maybe this morning, was like. 700 employees said they would go over to Microsoft if they did not bring, um, what's his name? Sam, uh, Sam Altman, Sam Altman back and, in. and, uh, his kind of number two guy or head researcher or whoever he is, Greg, somebody, I don't I, keep up with that space very closely. It's it, what a, what a time, what a time. My favorite and I'm the favorite in extreme sneer quotes here yes. uh, is the threads of people breathlessly speculating about what it is that's actually going on inside of open AI and particularly a bunch of people last night just going like they must have achieved AGI. That has to be a, <laughs> the only explanation they've done it. Okay. Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what AGI stands for. I have to assume you mean they you built mean, Skynet. Skynet's turned on. Yeah, that's what you're effectively, talking about. Yes. Effectively, yeah. it's artificial general intelligence is kind of seen okay. as the next big, um, the, the idea is basically an, an AI that can, do the things a person can do cognitively, yeah. like essentially solve the same problems and stuff. And I think with the same degree of agency, I don't know, but like just watching this, I couldn't tell if people were excited or frightened or both, but like, fucking come on, man. It's some mundane financial shit. I promise oh, you. I thought Altman was I, like yeah. one of those perpetual growth weirdos of Silicon Valley that like he was having problems with regards to that because I thought their whole thing was like they, he just he wanted that company to keep growing or is that or do I have that backwards? Mm, no, I, I, again, I don't I don't follow that space. I, I don't either. So I just, I'm only getting here. the drive by version of this. No, I, I think I think he's much more of a true believer kind of guy. Okay. The story I saw, because again, nobody really knows what the heck happened, but the board, some people on the board, speculating, some people on the board uh, maybe felt like they should pump the brakes a little bit just in terms on AI and regulation. And they were butting heads with, with that growth mindset of like, mm-hmm. you know, we need, we're ready to move forward at all costs. That's one of the ideas that I've seen floated around. Okay. 
but I don't know because then people are backtracking. And I mean, I don't word. think anyone has said anything publicly yeah. about specifically what I, happened. We, we don't so. need to get into it. No. The only reason I was bringing it up is because Microsoft is, I just, I just feel is, like. Is, they are neck deep in that shit. Well, well, hey, there is a video game tie-in because they then went and hired former Twitch CEO Emmett Shear to run. That's true. Open AI in the interim. Uh, that's true. And uh, We found the video game angle. Should be should I I want to make clear I, I I believe as far as I know there is a distinction between Xbox Game Studio or Xbox Game Division and what's going on over here in the oh, yeah. Microsoft department. So I'm not saying that it's just spending spree all over, but that's I don't know. Microsoft seems like it's making some weird moves they, or they, moves. What was it? They they invested something like ten billion in OpenAI. I think originally, like at the I, I near the jump. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, we were talking about uh, Embracer again. Uh, uh, best of luck to everybody who is embraced and uh, or no longer embraced over there. And I guess, again, within the greater game industry uh, at large, as um, these waves kind of ripple throughout, there'll be some kind of tale to tell after this, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, of what the hell happened. Or, or maybe some lessons about massive consolidation, like you said, Alex, in that middle tier. Yeah, uh, of games. Uh, speaking of Sony, I'm sure we mentioned Sony somewhere in there. Oh, Sony wants nothing to do with uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Sony wants everything to do with trying to get you to buy Last of Us as many times as possible, which I, they're succeeding at. They're- I, I'm drawing the line. I'm joining <laughs> no. the people online who are drawing the line here. That is too damn soon to be remastering a video game. <laughs> we have we now have a remaster of a game that was released this decade originally. <laughs> Three years ago, right? Uh, barely. So we've it's got The Last of Us Part 2 um, coming, uh, a remaster. Remastered on the- it. It leaked. They, they just went and announced it during the weekend because it leaked. Um... I can't remember, isn't it Tom Henderson's uh, outlet? What is it called? Insider Gaming? I mean, am I completely making that up? Yeah, that is it. Insider Gaming. Um, he's the he's the same one that um, broke the modular PS5 design thing like a year and a half ago before it came out. Remember? Oh, okay. He was the one who said like, hey, they're making a new PS5 design where the disk drive will detach and Jeez, you can buy it separately. I forgot all about so that. Clearly has got deep sources inside Sony, particularly because he didn't just break the existence of this remaster he straight up posted the announcement trailer <laughs> that's so like thing. what else do you do at that point once the trailer is out there but just say yeah that's real here it is do you think that was supposed to be a game awards announce maybe i don't know it's coming out in january so maybe that, that would be kind of close but on the other hand how much time does this how much marketing does this actually need yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that was in fact a game awards thing so there's there's also i mean aside from being um um you know, a remaster uh, uh, and all that comes with that. There's a new mode. Was it no return? Yeah, there's some sort of roguelike mode in it, which like, honestly, I mean, I thought the stealth combat in two was very, very good. Mm-hmm. So like there is some appeal to a combat focused mode, I guess. Uh, it's a $10 upgrade. Um, if you own it already, which not that bad, honestly, no. to me. No, that's fine. It's just, again, it's really just the timing of this and yeah. the fact that, like, I'd love it if Naughty Dog would do anything else. Yes, yes, I extremely am with you, but they have to be working on another Last of Us right after that TV show blew up. I guess. I don't know. I, I am with you. I wish they would make a new Jack and Daxter. 
anything, a new thing, something no. that isn't like one of their old things even. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, something totally new from them would be great. Um, uh, look, like, you know, like their games sorry. do extremely well. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just I, saying. I, I, I assume that part one remaster, which granted was like way more necessary than this, but I assume that did incredibly well. Yeah. Those um, those remasters of those big games always do at least well enough for them to justify continuing to do them. It's just, yeah. again, it's the proximity here that is really the most like vexing thing to me of like, are we really remastering games that might as well be from this generation, if not technically are, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, they did this on the PS4 with Last of Us 1. Like, the, you know, Naughty Dog is a kind of best-in-class tech shop mm. among developers. Like, they're up there in terms of R&D and stuff. So it seems like they use these as, like, kind of a test bed for developing new tech sure. uh, on a new console. So this could be, you know, stuff they're working on for their next actual game is maybe trickling down to this in some degree. Uh, maybe you know this, Alex. You follow the the movie industry or TV industry better uh, more than I do, which is zero for me. Um, so this is supposed to come out in early January or mid January of twenty twenty four. Would that have been if? Do you think that would have been if the SAG after strike didn't happen? The next season of uh, uh, Last of Us is that? Does that time out? About I don't know when seasons happen anymore. Are they on Did, schedules anymore? When did that show come out? Wasn't that this year? Yeah, I think it was the beginning of this year. So technically, I guess that would be around the timing window because they usually start seasons of stuff either in the fall or in like January, February. Okay. Uh, you know, kind of or March, depending on if it's a short series or not. But again, streaming has mucked a lot of that stuff up. Like HBO TV schedule still usually adheres to something close to a season like schedule. Mm hmm. But with the way streaming stuff goes and the way stuff kind of tends to drop, you know, it's it's kind of all over the place. They could start that series any time and probably still get people to watch it. Uh, I was curious if maybe they were trying to do an aligned announcement, given the popularity of that. They show. might be announcing when that season is coming around that time. Mm. But I and I imagine that won't be that long of a window. But who can say? Who can say? Popular show. Did you guys didn't watch the the last of us the whole season no i i heard it was good like i yeah. the people i know who still like the last of us a lot said it was a pretty good retelling of the first season stuff with some divergences as i mean you the, first, expect. the first game. the first game yeah so this so from that this next season would be the second game or they could try and th insert some other stuff because I mean, there's a pretty good gap in time I think between games one and two. So mm. if they wanted to explore some other stuff, there's probably room for them to do that. They should yeah. do that. Um, also, with the split narrative structure of that game, they could <clears throat> turn it oh. into turn game two into seasons two and three potentially. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, they could always do more prequel stuff, like uh, you know they did with the game with uh, Ellie Ellie's story. Uh, Here's yeah. what I know. HBO loves killing Pedro Pascal, so <laughs> they will find a way to do it eventually. It's funny. I, did, I don't know. If, did you watch the Did you watch the trailer for this that they put out? They, for season two? No, for this or remaster. For, for game two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they, they very much go out of their way to not reveal in this trailer for this three-year-old game uh, what happens to the character in question. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty early in that game. It's, dude, it's like 20, 30 minutes into the game. I would yeah. say that's the beginning of that game. It's kind of the inciting I mean, event for everything that happens afterward. I mean, I certainly talked about it before. I went to LA for that preview event for, for part two, like 
almost a year before it came out, and they had made a custom build of the game that subbed Joel in for a different character for what it turned out to be a different character's role so in the final game and like had him record dialogue for it or maybe they lifted it from somewhere else in the game but like they went out of their what they did there was some Kojima level bait and switch yeah in that trying to make sure build. you don't know what they're really up to yeah but the, yeah that is that is the I, I feel no <laughs> I do not feel bad talking about that here that is that game that yeah is, yeah that is like also it's three years from now like i'm sorry the 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 statute of limitations has ended on those spoilers yes yes. if you're listening to this podcast i'm pretty sure you know what's going on last of us part two uh but if you're just watching the show buckle up (laughs) it's gonna it's gonna get wild Mm -hmm. uh i'm curious to see who they'd cast i guess in in season two for some of those other roles yeah like like that that was another thing is that I saw going around on Twitter recently, a bunch of the like movie and TV blogs going like, like rumor last of us two may have found their Abbey okay. type stuff. So like, it seems like that stuff is in motion. Like there are more characters in last of us two than last of us part. I, I, I guess I'll just say part one. That's what they're going. I mean, it's last That's, of us one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are more characters that I feel like get fleshed out more. Like yeah. Tommy gets a bigger role and like the, that whole crew. Cause they, they've, I feel like in last, last of us two everybody's a little more established like you have a little bit more settled down there's um you know a crew with mm-hmm. Ellie. uh so it'll be interesting to see the casting there but when do they start making joel look more like pedro pascal when do they start redoing the models if they were gonna do it they would have done it for this remaster so i think they're not gonna do it yeah i don't think the audience no. would take well to that no i feel like no. I feel like they got enough stuff Sony did with uh, Insomniac's uh, uh, um, not even admitted but uh, perceived move over to with Spider-Man on that stuff. All right, that is uh, like we said, uh, that is January nineteenth is a uh, is supposedly the release date on that, or actually the uh, announced release date on that. Now, uh, uh, part two, I think we got a part three on this console on this generation. Uh, if that's what they're working on next, yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, no. And their big multiplayer thing was Uncharted multiplayer. Was it? Was no, it was. It was. It was Last of Us. It was Last of Us. Yeah. It was like a follow up to the factions mode from the first game. Ah, okay. I wonder if some of that just became that roguelike stuff at some point. Yeah, just, you could see some of the gameplay yeah. stuff working its way in there. Uh old games. Older yeah, I, I games, guess not old games. Last thing I should mention, they already put out a patch for the PS4 version of this game to make it run better on PS5. Yes. So that makes the remastered aspect even weirder because they already did some of that work. How do they not just have a bundle with one and two? Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Maybe because that bundle will be like 150 bucks or something. Uh, speaking of games that are not, that are old, I guess. <laughs> Half-Life. You guys remember Half-Life? Mm-hmm. It's like that game with that guy with the, the wrench. Yeah. Sierra, Sierra Online's Half-Life. Yes, yes. I do remember That's it. right. Uh, the game that made Sierra a household name. That's uh, right. Uh, Half-Life hit its 25th anniversary, and frankly, if you had just asked me to spitball, I would have thought it was older than 25 years, honestly. 98. We're actually, God, I didn't even think about that. We are in the... 25th anniversary of arguably the best release year in history. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like I, everybody talks about this year being a great release year, but 98, man. That's the one. Well, that's the one to beat, right? 
Always, always to me it was. Metal Gear oh. Solid, Ocarina of Time, Starcraft. Half, half Starcraft, Half-Life. I don't know, man, because oh. like, I was reminded of the 20-year anniversary today. It would be a 2003 release, I guess, that came out around this week. Big Rigs, Over the Road Racing, mm-hmm. is uh-huh. now 20 years old. Okay. Happy birthday. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Happy. I mean, is, is, is 98 really the greatest release here of all time? I th- I think you're I think you're proving the point. Yep. Yep. Resident Evil Two. God. Yeah, that really was a hell of a year. Was well, that, was already two ninety eight. That's what it says on this list. I believe it. At. Uh, this is what it says: Ocarina of Time, Half Life, Metal Gear Solid, Grim Fandango, Fallout Two, Baldur's Gate, Starcraft, R E Two, Banjo Kazooie, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, Xeno Gears, Parasite Eve, Thief, Tomb Thief. Raider Three. The first Mario Party, Sonic <laughs> Adventure, Oddworld, Abe's Exodus. Jeez, man. We are still uh, feeling the effects of many of those games 25 <laughs> years later. Mario Pan- Party, Pan- most of all. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon Saga. Mm-hmm. Unreal. WWF Warzone. Anybody? Okay, Warzone is not one to be talking about. Just fucking Star Siege Tribes, man. Wait, Unreal came out in 1998? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Shogo Mobile Armor Division. Hell yeah. Keep that Lithtech engine alive. Anyway, uh, 25th anniversary and Valve uh, is releasing Half-Life 3. It's amazing. They did it. uh, (laughs) They're wrapping it all up. Uh, They said they've been sitting on it. And no, I don't know what they're doing. There's a, a bunch of stuff going on for the anniversary. At least three big things going on. Um. There's a documentary uh, from, uh, it looks like Danny O'Dwyer's own, was it Secret Tape? Yes. I like that name. Uh, There's that. There is, uh, they're making it, is it free? Is it for like a week? If you you don't have it, it's free to get and you keep it forever? The game game just went free on Steam for the time being. Also, they updated it. And they updated it. It was the, it's the documentary and the update are the big ones to me because the documentary's got a bunch of like, they've got Gabe Newell in there. Um, they've got Gabe Newell in there cementing in stone the apocryphal Miyamoto quote (laughs) about games getting delayed. What is his phrasing? Because the Miyamoto thing has never, I don't think actually been attributed to Miyamoto, but he flat out says it. What is it? It sucks forever. Uh, Late. Late is for a while, suck is forever. Yeah. <laughs> I think is what he says. Which, I mean, yes, as apocryphal as the Miyamoto one is, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a good one to have on the whiteboard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's how they feel about Half-Life 3. I don't know. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure what, what all is in this update. Like bug fixes, uh, some restored content, some uh, some new multiplayer maps. Yes. You're going to play some... Play some Half Life Deathmatch. I don't know. I never really played Half Life Deathmatch. I, I didn't play a ton of it either, and it was very quickly superseded by all the mods to it that blew up, like Team Fortress and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that was a weird deathmatch mode with that guided rocket. Remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. I again, was, not a big. I, the mod scene was like, like you said, bigger than I think the, the actual multiplayer yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, here's what Counter Strike happened, of course. Here's what their stuff says here. Uh, Half-Life Uplink, originally released as a CD exclusive for magazines and hardware manufacturers. Oh, this wow. mini campaign yeah. was built by the Half-Life team. God, I forgot about that. Uh, right cool. after the game won gold. 
four new multiplayer maps, Contamination, Pool Party, Disposal, and Rocket Frenzy. Updated graphic settings, widescreen field of view, option to disable texture smoothing on the GL renderer, lighting fixes, uh, including the long lost GL over bright support. I don't know what that is. Uh, software rendering on Linux. Great. Controller and Steam networking support. And of course, Steam Deck support. Ah, UI scaling for higher resolutions. Great. Um, we brought back the classic Valve logo, the most important and disturbing thing that they may have, could have gone. Uh, you guys probably remember the, uh, uh, back of the head valve. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. remember the eyeball I sure valve? Do. <laughs> uh, the guy with slick back hair and a valve for an eye. Yep. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? I don't know, man. It's yeah. Um, anyway. A bunch of stuff yeah, it's cool. in there. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, I want, I, want to, I want to watch that documentary. Um, it's, it's awesome to see old games get updated. A, because to make them work on new machines. Also, B, just because it's weird to see a 25-year-old game pull a new patch. Yes. Totally. Which also, Valve did this because it's an anniversary and they have a trillion dollars. <laughs> Whoever made Star Wars Empire at War did it for the love. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Star Wars not. Empire at War pull, had, a, had a new patch. It came out in 2006. Oh, I did see that. And just got through. patched. Yeah, just got patched on Steam. Yes. What was the patch for? Was it like widescreen um, It was a number, a number of things, but they mainly they converted it to a 64-bit executable. That's right. So it actually like will run well and not run out of memory anymore. That game machines. rocks, by the way. I never, I don't, I never played it. Kind of um, made me want to go download it. Um. That wait, I'm, I'm make sure I'm thinking of the right one because there are two. There's what's the other one? Galactic something. Battlegrounds. Galactic Battlegrounds. That sounds right. Which is Empire the War, which is the Age the of Planet? Empires one? So I, I think that, that might, might be Galactic Battlegrounds. Yeah, that, that game right. rocks. Okay, Empire of War. I think is more of an RTS, like a planet scale action strategy. I remember that one. I never played it. I never played it, but I remember it. Okay, I think I'm thinking of. Yes, this one looks 3D. Yeah, Empire Wars kind of looks like a mid-late period Command and Conquer type game. What is the one that was like the... What oh, Petroglyph. The Star Wars game with the Force in it. There was a Force one also that was like an RTS that kind of sucked, I think. Uh, Force Commander? Force Commander, yeah. That's probably like that Force game. Commander. Yeah, don't like that one. Don't like that uh, one. Did Petroglyph make Empire of War? <laughs> they totally did. No way to know. Yes, they did. I guess that explains why it's like Command and Conquer. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, you go if you're on Steam, you know, Steam's just trying to attract people to that marketplace. They really just want to get a couple of people That's on right. there. And mm -hmm. just had to post a couple of lost leaders to try to get people to make <laughs> accounts on Steam. Yeah, yeah. So they get you in the ecosystem, and then eventually you'll buy, you know, probably buy Portal on there or something else that's, you know, on Steam. You heard about this Portal? It's pretty uh, good. Yeah, it's, it's, I'll just wait until Portal's 25th anniversary. My kids were playing Portal 2, and I was like, damn, that's awesome. That's such a fun co-op experience. I'm so happy for you guys. You guys should play more Portal 2. I wish I could play Portal 2 at, like, 10 for the first time again. Like, that just sounds fun. Yeah. And, but I think that game holds up all right. Well, they have that ray tracing update, so as long as it's running. 
That's good. Sure, you want to hear something fun? Of course. The 25th anniversary of Portal 2 is only nine years away. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, nine years is so long. Is it? Make another portal. Valve only Valve stops at two. Valve never goes past two. Uh, never have, can, never will. Remember Counter Strike Two? No, no. They stop. No, I don't. They don't do it. No one does. Uh, what is Valve working on now? Like actively? <laughs> Dude, what a question! <laughs> yeah. How much time you got? What What aren't they working on? Is it Is it Dota updates all the time? Well, yeah, but that's a small team. Like that's not. You know, that's nowhere near the bulk of the company. What is Valve Software, the game development wing of Valve, working on? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure CS:GO 2 took a lot of resources. Uh, the Steam Deck and the hardware stuff, I'm sure, is a big focus at this point. Mm. I mean, even even like um, Steam OS or you know the all the Linux and open source stuff they do is a lot of a lot of stuff now that ties into the Steam Deck. Um. What else are they doing? I don't know. Kind of every time you hear like a, oh, this almost got made at Valve and then people stopped. Like, it seems like they're always just working on games that never come out. What's their deck builder? Oh, Artifact. That that's was long. their deck. What, what was their deck builder? <laughs> that's that's not around anymore, man. Uh, I can't spin up an Artifact server here and no, play no. some Artifact. What happened to their Auto Chess also? Remember Auto oh, Chess? Yeah, I never played it. Uh, it was too close to Dota for me. I don't know if you can. Oh wait, actually, that never—they didn't. Uh, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> we don't need to talk about auto chess. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the news. Unless anything else has popped up, I don't think anything else has popped up. Happy 25th anniversary, Half Life, and, and also, sorry, we're recording this episode early just in case anything, yeah, super crazy happens between now and when this goes up that's right if we're recording on tuesday if microsoft does buy gearbox uh uh, it's not my fault on wednesday i mean who buys a company on a wednesday really you know you're right it could never happen that's gonna do it for the news we do have an email address here it is podcast at nextlander.com podcast at nextlander.com podcast at nextlander.com send in the emails tell us all about your holidays what you're eating what you're not eating if What's you don't send on? in the emails, who will? What you're eating? What's eating you? Uh, send them in. We'll get to them uh, uh, when we come back after this holiday break. We're going to wrap this one up for our holiday show. Get people out there, out the door, uh, and doing their thing. But you got uh, holiday remind- emails you want to send us. Hmm? Send them in. We'll read them send next them. week. Yeah, send them in. Uh we do have stuff going up on the site, uh, or is up on the site currently, like the Watchcast's Ninja Exploitation New York Ninja just season. went up. Um, New York Ninja, and then on Monday will be Miami Connection. The Miami Connection or Miami Connection? Miami Connection. Miami Connection. So check that out, and then we'll be back with the Watchcast for Twin Peaks Season 2, if you've been waiting for that one, which I have been waiting for that one. Uh, you shouldn't also, have to wait 25 years. Also, we have uh, uh, the finale of Remnant 2. You should at least, if you have not watched it, and you have not watched some of the Remnant stuff, you should at least see what is going on with that boss fight. That was ha- that happened on a Friday. Go check it White out. White the boss. 
<laughs> go check out that boss. See what's happening there. Just, you think you know what's going on in video games. Think you got your finger on the pulse. Just check it out. You'll, you should. Dude. I, I would call it a real mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go see what's going on there. Um, you could say, just go, you could skip to the end. You could skip to the end when yeah. we beat it. It's a three hour stream. You can skip to the end. We should check it out. Um, we also started our cyberpunk, uh, playthrough that is, uh, up now. Uh, we, I think we mentioned it earlier in the show, but that is the archive is up and it seems like it did not get pulled down. Uh, so we're very happy about there. That. Uh, so go check it out over on YouTube. Uh, like I said, we will not be streaming on Thursday and Friday. But we do have a never been a better podcast from Friday up now that you can go grab with Jeff Backlar and Abby Russell so that you have something you could plug into your ears when you're stuck talking to your uncle at Thanksgiving. Uh, you can go to the bathroom, go plug that in, go have a laugh, uh, tell them you're having a long sit on the toilet or something. Uh, we did that for you. That's up there for you. And that's over at patreon.com slash nextlander, where we got a bunch of stuff up there, and you can find a tier that is right for you. You can get all that content that's happened previously, and you get all the stuff that's going on in the future. It's amazing how time works, and uh, we worked out a deal with time to make sure that you get those things for you. Next Lander exclusive. There is one tier there, though, that gets their names right on this here show. And Alex Navarro, would you do the honors of reading the mysterious benefactors for this week? I will indeed. I will read our benefactors, which we are all very thankful for. And our mysterious benefactors are Ryan Waterman, RRE, Vornak, Infelicitous Rips, Kelly F., Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad Shaggy Hoodoo Voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, Jerry Lee, Deirdre, a.k.a. The Queen Bean, Gary Pejsky, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Double Dollar Sign, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Chad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Mega Crane, Raz Grizz Turkey, Brian Murphy, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Thanks to all our mysterious benefactors, and thanks to everybody who has gone over to patreon.com slash nextlander to support us. Couldn't do it without you. Will not do it without you. Refuse. Wouldn't even try. <laughs> to do it without you. Again, you can go over there and find a whole host of things up there now that we are in year 45 of Nextlander. Mm-hmm. Just the whole back catalog waiting there for you. A lot of fun times. Hope everybody is having a safe and happy holiday this season, at least over in the States. Alex Navarro, I will see you later this week. Yeah, you will. Uh, Brad Shoemaker, hope you have a good one out there on the West Coast. Thank you. Same to you. And everybody traveling. Boy, hope you're... you're, uh, We wish you nothing but the best. (laughs) Nothing but the best. And thanks for supporting us over at Next Lander. And we'll see you next week.